I was kind of hoping that we can have today is around the virtual fortitude, mm. which I think is something that was essential we lean into when virtual ministry kind of began. Yeah. Certainly for my own self, like I, there was a lot of anxiousness around starting a ministry, partly because I didn't know what it would take to start a ministry. Like, what, what does that look like? How do I get this thing off the ground? <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of Living Fullness. I'm Stina Constantine and joining me on the podcast is Father Sean Burns. Each week you'll hear us chat about a range of topics from virtue to relationships, comments on cultural shifts and lessons we're learning as we go along and we are so happy to have you join us. So sit back and enjoy being part of a conversation with a couple of friends. Hey Padre, how are you going? I'm going very well. How are you going? I'm doing great. Yeah, this is a special yeah, day today. What's a special day? So special. We are celebrating seven years here at Virtue Ministry. Congratulations Woo-hoo. to you and the team. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Yeah. It's been such an insane journey. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, even saying the words seven years out loud just makes it sound like such a long time, but it doesn't yeah. really feel like that long. No, sure. Sure. It feels like it was only like a few years ago, like maybe three at most, that this yep. thing began and yet we're looking at it going, whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How did we get to seven? Alas, here you are, mm. seven years down the track. I still remember when you came to myself and another priest friend of mine, uh, a mutual priest friend of ours really, and uh, and you said, uh, I have this idea. <laughs> it's a really it's an interesting idea. You guys should run with it because you're priests. And you're like... <laughs> Well, we could do that alternatively. You do it. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, we think we like that idea better. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you do it. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, no, no, that's not what I meant. It wasn't even my idea to run anything. It was just like, here's some resources, like give it to some people. (laughs) It wasn't even, yeah, yeah, crazy, absolutely crazy. But I guess the conversation that we'd... I was kind of hoping that we can have today is around the virtual fortitude, mm. which I think is something that was essential that we lean into when virtue ministry kind of began. Yeah. Um, certainly for my own self, like I, there was a lot of anxiousness around starting a ministry, partly because I didn't know what it would take to start a ministry. Like what, what does that look like? How do I get this thing off the ground? But the other part of it was also a spiritual anxiety too, of me constantly going, why in the world is God calling me to this thing? (laughs) And me constantly saying to God, God, you picked the wrong person. (laughs) Go and find someone else. Let me help you find someone else. It's so Moses. (laughs) It's so Moses. You know, it's just, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I think, yeah, this was one of those virtues that I was like, I need I need to yeah. practice this. Like yeah. I need this because I don't know how to deal with this level of worry and concern and fear yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> um, and all of that. So I guess even just thinking about um, sitting with that initial fear and then kind of being able to let that go and let God take reign over what he wanted Mm. then the thing that sort of comes next from that initial fear is well whose will am I actually doing here Mm. Mm. um because you sort of start out once you've kind of accepted that God will call whoever he wants to call and you just 
you can choose to either go along with it or not, depending on whether you choose to want his will or not. So yes. if you yes. if you are someone who want to follow his will, then you're going to go with whatever he picks. So if he picks you, he picks you for this, and you just kind of have to roll with it, or you know you you just do. You can't you just roll with it. Um, but then as you're rolling with it, you then get the question of. For me, certainly, it was the question of am I actually doing the will of God or am I trying to do my own will here? Yeah. And so I guess fortitude kind of had to play a role in that too, in helping me to sit strong with actually following the will of God and not just my own voice. Sure, sure. So I guess that's kind of where we're going to start then when it okay. comes to fortitude, maybe having okay. a little bit of a chat about God's glory. Yep, yep. <laughs> versus vain glory. Okay. So whose right. glory are we actually striving for? Because we do, we you know, we say things like, you know, all for the glory of God. AMDG. We say it all the time. Ad maiorum Dei Gloria. Yeah. For the greater glory of God. But how many of those times are actually genuine? Yeah, I know, right? Mm. Yeah. 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 And I guess this is where prudence kind of meets all the other virtues, isn't mm-hmm. it? You know, so, so uh, we call it the charioteer of the virtues. It's such a cool name. Ta-da. Like... Of all the virtues. It's very um that virtue and a pocket watch. It's very Spartan. <laughs> it's 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 just like, you know, I am the charioteer. Uh yeah. you know, that virtue is is yeah. uh isn't that interesting? We thought of two different things. <laughs> I thought of pocket watch, you thought of Spartan. I think that tells us something about where we're at. Um so you're charioteer. Um uh but uh I go to the battlefield. You go to the battlefield. I go to a gentleman with a with a <laughs> pocket watch. Yeah, this is where we see the importance of prudence. You know, we see it sort of being connected with all the other virtues as the charioteer of the virtues, and uh, which is kind of a funny a funny name, charioteer. It's charioteer. I mean, when else, when else do we say charioteer? <laughs> yeah, but it drives all the other virtues, right? Mm. You know, and uh, and so it kind of helps us to go well. And what do I spend my energies? What am I, what good am I actually pursuing? Now, our will naturally inclines to the good. So no one chooses an evil purely for the sake of evil. Rather, it's chosen for some perceived good. For instance, am I striving for a good as related to God or am I striving for a perceived good? Uh, The selfish person acts selfishly because they perceive some good will come from the selfish action, right? So, if I don't have prudence to determine the true good, then I can't actually exercise the virtue of fortitude. That's to say that if I'm not aware of what it is that I'm spending my energies on, if I'm not actually prudently discerning what it is that I'm chasing after, then it's it's very difficult to exercise the virtue of fortitude. Mm. Uh, because am I am I chasing after the good of God? Am I chasing after the good which God wants me to pursue? Or am I chasing after a good that I selfishly desire? Am I chasing after a good that might stoke my own ego? Am I chasing after a good that might have my name in lights? Am I chasing after a good that um, that might be might be good for me, but good for no one else? Yeah. Uh, you know, um, and therefore not actually good for me in the long no, run. No, exactly. Right? <laughs> uh, so, so uh, you know, it's, it's, it's important for us to be able to ask those questions in self-knowledge uh, have that self knowledge to go. Yep, yep. I, I, I'm pursuing this good because X, Y, Z. Because I, I'm, I'm pursuing or trying to pursue God's will in my life. Mm. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess in terms of vain glory and not doing the will of God, that's not just about in the 
like in the pre-phase as in what we're in the action that we're trying to pursue and, and determining what we want to do and what we feel God is calling us to do. It can also happen after the fact that was something that's transpired. So it, it, again, coming back to ministry, you know, for me, the battle has often been about things like, well, how distracted am I getting by mm. what others are thinking of our ministry or um, or how others have thought how a presentation may have gone or um, yeah. or even things like, you know, replaying interactions, for example, you know, mm. and, there's, there's a sense of um, – there is an element of prudence in, in that, in being able to learn from yeah. an experience, but there's nothing helpful about yeah. going over something over and over and over and over again. No, sure. There's, you're sure. not going to get anything new from that. You're mm. just ruminating on it, yeah. which isn't yeah. actually helpful, yeah. um, particularly if it's not encouraging you because yes. then you're actually just allowing uh, – you effectively just allowing Satan room to come in and destroy – the courage right, that is there right, exactly. and get in the exactly. way of the work that God actually wants for you. So there's no point in sitting with worries, anxieties, mm. fears mm. about what others may think yeah. beyond the part the part where you're uh, judging how well your presentation has gone or yeah. how well a yeah. particular work has been received in order to learn from it to do better for it for next time. Mm. Mm. I can actually remember um, in, uh, not not long after VM's inception, mm. and the team sort of became crafted together, mm. and we had that that or you had that that, that initial team, yeah, um, which has changed and had yeah. various faces over the years. Yeah. And um, one of the things that that VM was was keen to do was to sort of carve out a unique space for itself, and which which has wisdom to it because you know you want to be able to offer something. Uh, that isn't already presently being offered, you know, mm. and uh, and so that that was uh, it was really interesting watching VM go through that that stage of trying to figure out its 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 particular niche. But I, I can recall several conversations where, you know, we'd say, "Oh, look, I, I might recommend talking about this particular aspect." No, look, somebody else already talks about that, and they do it much better than we do. Like, yeah, but is God calling VM? To speak about this issue because virtue is your mm. is your thing. That's mm. what VM sort of mm. looks at. So is God calling you? But somebody else is already speaking about it. And I think that there was perhaps a a level of reticency to to go yeah 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 beyond yeah. the mm. the I guess go beyond the comfort zone yes. of of. 100%. Of, you know, hey, we're comfortable in this sort of character development area right yep. here, and this is this is sort of a niche that we can carve out for ourselves. Let's let's just be comfortable here. It's like, well, actually, what if he's calling you to also have a niche in some of these other areas too, where you can speak about this uniquely uh, in, in a way that only you guys can. You know, mm. everything from you know, marriage or relationships yep. or whatever else. You know, mm-hmm. and 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 so uh, that was that was an interesting thing to watch in mm. terms of 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 that development is that sometimes also as well as ruminating on a uh, on a particular talk or that sort of thing there can also be a there, there, there may also have been this sort of a, a hesitancy to take up that stepping outside of the comfort zone because what if what if these other groups look at us as stepping in on their turf mm. what if these other groups look at us as mm. you know and it's like well actually encroaching on their space. yeah encroaching on their mm-hmm. space it's like well i, I think we're 
you know, if, if, if we're really working together and we're working yeah. together for the glory of God, that's not going to be an issue. And, yeah. and, and that, I think that took time for the team to, yeah, to, and, to learn and grow in it. And I, I don't know whether it was so much encroaching, a fear of encroaching on someone else's space as much as it was, no, there are other people who actually do this much better than we do. Let's like use them Yeah, because they already do this yeah, really well, yeah, sure, maximise sure. on what's already there rather than us doubling up yeah. on what already exists. But there certainly was some hesitation around mm. stepping outside of what was originally VM's yeah. mission and goal, which was very much focused on the character development side mm. of virtue. Mm. We, we did a little bit on relationship but didn't go anywhere near as far as we're going now. Yes. Uh, yes. And, and part of that was that learning curve for myself as the one leading the team I wasn't ready to go there so there was definitely some parts that were holding back Mm. that was my own that wasn't ready to go there but I also think looking back on it in hindsight I think that's just the way that God works in terms of seasons as well that that was yep sure that was part of my learning but as the Mm. person leading Mm. the team that also becomes the season of the team's journey of the yeah, whole yeah, okay. um, ministry's okay. journey that as well. That actually makes a lot of sense to me. Mm. Yeah, okay. That it needed okay. to start in one place yep. and then grow yep. from there in God's time Yeah, but him being um, very much mindful of my time and, and my readiness. Yep. So yep. him working with what I was able to yeah. give at that yeah. point too. That makes and then as the sense. team grew, yeah. being able to tap into the team's strength yeah. as well. So yeah. that that's given us scope to go into spaces mm, that mm. we probably wouldn't have gone into if it yeah. wasn't for the team and where they were at in yep. their own relationship yep. with God yep. as well. No, that that makes a lot of sense. Mm. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I guess where that that idea in my mind sprung from was the notion of was there a bit of, of fear about what would these other people right. think about right, right, right. you guys stepping into that zone. Mm-hmm. And, and as it turns out, that wasn't actually a, mm-hmm. an issue for you guys. That was It was actually a different thing at play. So the so how does vanity manifest itself in our, in, our, in our lives? Like what ways can we sort of be aware of it? It's vain to seek praise for something that's not really praiseworthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so to seek praise for drinking a drinking someone under the table or seeking praise for immodest dress or for foul language or for gossiping you know that's that's seeking praise uh and and in general one does not seek praise uh you know one should not seek praise but to certainly seeking praise for something that is not praiseworthy is is especially problematic also it's it's sinful to seek glory from someone whose judgment is not sound right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Our standard is the cross and obedience to Christ on the cross, and nothing less than that. Uh, so, you know, to to seek glory from someone who, um, even someone who's who's who might be, even for someone who might be a really good person, to seek glory from someone who might be a mentor or might be someone who's who's you know really important to us. It's always lovely to get praise. It's always lovely to get affirmation. Not down on that at all. That's really cool. But glory is a particular thing. It's a mm. particular thing of its own accord. Mm. Glory can only be given by God. Mm-hmm. It can only be bestowed by God. Mm-hmm. And if we're looking for affirmation from someone, yeah, fair, fair. I, I get that in relationship. That's often an important thing. Uh, but when we're looking for glory, one, in the words of St. Paul, one can only glory in the cross of Jesus Christ. You know, that yeah. this, this is the only place that glory legitimately comes from. Yeah. And then also, 
sort of an indiscriminate vanity, you know, so sort of a, a social media style of vanity where um, there's a care about the praise of others rather than the action which might draw praise, if that mm-hmm, makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, so doing something in order to garner praise rather than doing something which is praiseworthy right. for, a, for, yeah. a good, yeah. for, for a good reason and a good purpose. So yeah. that's the way that it, can, uh, that it can manifest in our lives. And, and, um, uh, and I, I'm sure, you know, I, I know as a, as a homilist, a speaker, that's something that, that I'm always trying to be cautious of and I'm sure for yourselves as speakers as well. Those things are always things that are in the back of your mind. Is okay. Who am who I doing am this I for? Actually, yeah. Am I doing this for my glory? Am I doing yeah. it for any adulation? Yep. Am I doing it for yeah? What, what yeah. am I doing this for? Yeah. So, absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's it's one of the questions I ask myself anytime I get asked to speak anywhere. Yes. Is if I am to take this up, who would I be doing it for? Yeah. Nice. Am I doing it for me, or am I doing this for God? Yeah. If yep. there's a part of me that says, mm, I want to do it because I want to do it for me, then I go, okay, God, let me sit on this for a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> let me make sure I actually hear you. Because sometimes in those moments he will go, I actually still want you to do it, but I want you to do it for me. But yes. right now your thought and heart is ordered wrong. So I don't want you to say no, but I want you to sit. And other times the answer will be no. No, I, ha- no, I can't do this because I'm mm. only doing it for me. God doesn't want me to do this. I'd yeah. only be doing this for me. Yeah. So it becomes exactly that. It's yeah. one of those yep. questions yep. for clarity of discernment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another aspect of fortitude is constancy. Mm. Uh, it's it's absolutely essential for perseverance. So, you know, if we want to avoid temptations to waver and we want to avoid putting our efforts in everywhere else. We want to be able to stick to whatever it is that we've been asked to do. So, you know, if I'm if I'm writing a talk, for example, and I've I've got a talk that it needs to be written because I've got a presentation in about four weeks, mm-hmm. well then the time that I put aside to write on the talk needs to be to write the talk. It can't be to go and reply to, you know, ten people who've asked for a speaking engagement or go and do some editing for mm. the podcast mm. or write some more content for the podcast or whatever. Not even if I put it down to, oh, but I've got writer's block. I don't I don't have anything coming at me right now. Like I'm actually I'm not practicing constancy yeah. if I do that. Yeah. All I'm doing is giving myself more and more practice space not to remain constant to what I've actually asked, what I've been asked to do and the time that I've put aside to do this particular thing. And I've done it purely because I've become distracted and because stepping away from this space is more comfortable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Because sitting in the uncomfortable of I have writer's block, I'm struggling to write right now, nothing's coming to me, is really hard. Particularly when you're someone who has a lot on your plate, you can feel a lot of pressure to Absolutely. use this time more productively, Absolutely. which can look like, well, just do, don't do this right now. Go and do something right, else. <laughs> right, right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. That, that you, you, you're speaking into something that I, I, I yeah, look, uh, uh, at the beginning of this semester, this university semester, I had a conversation with my thesis supervisor mm. and it was that my page was blank and the cursor was just like, <laughs> you suck, man. <laughs> yeah, 
you can't write anything, oh. can you? It's just like, oh, I just want to be away from this. I just want to be away from it. I can remember talking to her on the phone and I'm like, look, I just, I'm just staring at a blank screen and I don't know what to do with it. It's just driving me mad. Uh, <laughs> and she just goes, just do it. Just, just sit there and do it. Oh, she said it in a German accent. Of course she did. And uh, and so, <laughs> so you know, and just, just, just do it. Mm. Just be constant at it. Just do it. Don't leave it. Just be there. Sit in it. Deal with it. Just persevere, yeah. which yeah. we're going to come to soon. But uh, yeah. yeah, I think that was, that's there's there's something in that. Like don't don't leave the thing just because it's hard. Don't get out of of dodge because. I'd rather be doing something else. I feel like I could be more productive in another space, which given parish duties, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, We all have competing priorities. Yeah, exactly. We all have things that want to pull us away into other things. And there are lots of things that everybody has that are really, really important. That's right. If we've carved out a space for a particular thing and then we constantly go against that particular thing, we're not practicing constancy at all. Which means that we're not practicing how to sit with what's hard and challenging, which means that we're not practicing fortitude. No, no, right, right. But also this is where perseverance and patience come together Mm. as well because if I've got something challenging to do, well, I need perseverance to kind of do it and get through Mm. it and stick to it. But also if there's a part of that challenge that feels hard or like I'm missing out or gives some element of sadness, which you spoke about in a previous episode, Mm. that's where patience comes in. Because patience is that fear of the loss of something that we hold dear. So, Mm. you know, whether that's a loss of time or because we we feel like we should be productive and we're losing time when we're not being productive because we're sitting here yes. <laughs> staring at that blank page. Yes. yes. Um, so be it. Then we need patience to be able to sit through that suffering, if you like, yeah. that's yeah. occurring in that particular time. And I guess this is where the difference comes in between a Christian and a non-Christian. Yeah. Like we can look at that. A non-Christian will look at that and go, well, why are you wasting your time? If you can't do it now, leave, go and yeah. do whatever else is on your task and then come back and sit and do this task again. Whereas a Christian can say, no, this can be a sanctifying space. Yeah. I can use this, even staring at this blank page, I can use this hardship to sit through and pray with God and tell him, I don't know what to write. I don't know what you want me to say in this talk, God. I don't know how many times I've said that when I've sat in front of a page. God, God, I have no idea what to say to these people. What do you want me to say? I am drawing blanks. (laughs) And then I will sit there and I'll pull something out and read it. And then I'll sit there and I'll talk to him again. It's like, is there something there? Nothing there? Okay, <laughs> what do I do now? Yep, yep. Like it just and, and it comes. Yeah, absolutely, it comes. Absolutely. And sometimes your time will come up, right? Yeah. Sometimes. So I've, I've had it before where I've been staring at a blank page and I've carved out an hour and a half to write and an hour and a half has passed and I've still got a blank page or I can't stay here for any longer. I have to now move to the different things that I have. I've got something mm-hmm. else that's set aside. I've got to move on. But Lord, we're not done with this. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. so... But sticking to it and going, all right, I've carved this time aside for this, and as hard as it is, as you say, it's going to be sanctifying. It's going to be good. Yeah, yeah. that's good. And stuff. do you find? Because this is what I've found. I used to get very anxious about that too. Mm. When I'd get to the end of my time and I had somewhere else that I needed to be, yeah. and I'd be like, Lord, it's not done, and this yeah. thing needs to happen now. Like I don't have time. I am working on time that I don't have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so wh- when is this going to be done? Because you know this thing needs to be presented next week, and I need 
two, in two days from now, I need to be practicing this to be able to present the following week. So when is this going to be done, Lord? And so I'm panicking because it's not happening on my time and yet it comes together. Yeah, yeah. Like he's yep. never fallen through. He's never, like he's always come through. God manages. He, 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 he does more than manage. He, <laughs> he's the inventor of he's, time. He's, he's the inventor <laughs> of time, exactly. Look, he, he God pulls off wonders. Mm. He just does. And, and before you know it, you've got these ideas that are flowing and you're like, all right, I'm writing some stuff. I'm writing some stuff. And, uh, and sometimes it's just knowing, look, it doesn't have to be the Magna Carta. <laughs> uh, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be some, yeah. some awesome work. You yeah, know, it's, yeah, yeah. it's um, <laughs> as uh, again, my thesis supervisor, she's like, Father Sean, this is not your life's work. Yeah. Just chill out. Just yeah. didn't say chill out, but just, yeah, yeah, yeah. just relax. You know, it's, it's not your life's work. Just write. And I think it's awful. I'll tell you, you know, but just write. And so that's actually sometimes a really good way to go. It's just like, all right, you know what? I need to be here. I need to be doing this. Lord, I'm just going to put pen to paper. Whatever comes, comes. I'm going to run it by my friend. I'm going to run it by my supervisor. I'm going to run it by the local parish priest or my teammate and 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 see what they say. And if they come back and go, look, you need to work on this, 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 and this. Hey, there's... There's stuff I can work on. Yeah. There's ideas. Like, yeah. you know, it's it's it doesn't need to be the first draft does not need to be the the, the, the final perfect finish. Yes. You know? yeah. and, and, yep. and that's important to remember too in in, yeah. in in constancy is look, just get something down. Yeah, expectation management. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. So, mm. Uh perseverance. We've spoken about perseverance mm-hmm. to some degree mm-hmm. now. And and uh, you know, sort of continuing on, enduring. I think this is an interesting one because when we think about enduring, it's sort of like, you know, uh, the stoic enduring. You know, I I silently suffer and continue on and by my own strength I persevere through this difficulty and I will emerge victorious. And best of luck to you, pal. Uh, yeah, you know, so uh, persistence is not a, a, a euphemism for Pelagianism. Uh, by that I mean it's not a euphemism for I'm going to sanctify myself. Yeah. You know, yeah. so mm. perseverance is persisting when the good things we're trying to pursue are difficult in and of themselves. And we say, Lord, this is hard, but with you, through your strength and your goodness, I am not going to let this thing go. I'm not going to uh, to drop the life of a pursuit of holiness for a life of mediocrity. As Tempting as that may seem in a moment of, oh, I'm so tired. Upon analysis, <laughs> we're like, actually, as tired as I am, that would suck. Mm. That would mm-hmm. suck, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so uh, Edward Stream, uh, he says that the person who complains or gives up in the face of difficulties lacks maturity in character. And <laughs> ouch. <laughs> right? Right? You know, um, but but it's, it's a very fine point, yeah, right? Yeah. We're meant to have this childlike dependence on God, trust and faith. Mm. We're also called, though, into a mature relationship with him where we experience his purgative love. We experience his purifying love, uh, where we experience him illuminating uh, illuminating our minds and our hearts for a deeper relationship with him and leading us eventually into a unity of relationship with him. Now, I'm certainly not in a unity of relationship <laughs> with him uh, and uh, I don't expect to be at any stage mm-hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sort of, yeah. you know, I, I'm, uh, but the, the, uh, he, he, calls, he calls us to, to see his work in our lives 
and to trust him and to say, Lord, I persevere. Yeah. And I persevere because I know your goodness personally uh, and I experience that goodness personally. Well, you know, that's, that's perseverance. It's recognizing that God has called us to a particular way of life or a particular task or, uh, and going, yep, I'm going to stick at this mm. because you have asked me to, Lord, I will stick mm. at this. And, mm. and that goes for a, a multitude of of things from moral issues to to ministry endeavors you know when when there's a a temptation towards falling in some particular area all right it may be quite appealing but upon real examination actually it's gonna it's gonna be awful mm. because we've we've yeah. we've chosen something lesser over the greatness and the glory of god mm. so where we it's it's an opportunity to go god i need your help yeah i need your help to remind me that that this is the path you've set me on and that you want me at this path and that you want me right now to embrace the suckage that is this moment of difficulty. Yeah. Uh, you know, because here is your cross, here is the purgation, here is the, the purification, uh, and it's going to be good. Mm. And and the, the stages of the spiritual life there, the purgative stage, the limitative stage, the unitive stage, they're not boxes. You know, they're, they're more like uh, dimensions. They kind of do bleed into each other. So one can be the illuminative stage, so to speak, but still have some aspects of the purgative stage going on, still experiencing that purifying love of God, you know. So, uh, and I, I love this maturity aspect that mm. Edward Tree is talking about, Dr. Edward Tree is talking about, uh, because I think as children, naturally when children come into this world, their one and only focus is themselves and what they need. Mm. And that's a survival instinct. Yeah. Like they draw from others and the environment in order for survival. And then even as they begin to grow, you know, toddlers and young children, they're still very centered on themselves because they don't know anything different. Um, and then they move from being centered on themselves. And as a mature adult, we become centered on others. Mm. As we grow in our spiritual maturity, that center should be on Christ. Right. We move from, you know, that self survival into that self for who that's all we know into yeah. this space yeah. of other and in like in relationship with other and then in relationship and understanding that the one and only one that can really carry us through is God. Right. And so when he talks about a lack of maturity, when, when we are complaining and we're wanting to give up, when challenges come up, what are we doing? We're going back to an immature stage where yeah. the focus is yeah. all on self, yeah. where we think we have to come through on this thing. Why is all of this thing happening to me? Forgetting, no, no, it wasn't Christ in our relationship. Like, wasn't he the center of our What happened? <laughs> you know, <laughs> How did we become so immature so quickly <laughs> in the face of a challenge? I brought back to an image. Of, and I've inherited this from my father. I, yeah. I, I do it as well. Uh, but I mean, I, I'm, I'm brought back to a, a moment in my childhood where, of oh, teenagehood, that's a word, um, <laughs> uh, where dad's driving along and, and there's, just, <laughs> there's just traffic as far as the eye can see and he's trying to turn right. You know, and, and for our American brethren, we drive on the left-hand side <laughs> of the road, so turning right for us means crossing the road. Yeah. As, as turning left for you would mean the same thing. Yeah. And um, and now our American brethren are like, yes, thank you for that. <laughs> uh, so, so, um, uh, but uh, Dad's trying to turn right, and there's just traffic on this this Urana Road or whatever it is, just busy road through mm. Aubrey. <laughs> he goes, that's right, that's right. 
you all knew that I'd be here, didn't you? <laughs> you all knew that I'd be here. You just come up just for me, didn't you? Yep, couldn't happen to any other person but me, could it? Yep, that'd be about right. And it's, it's, it's funny the things that we pick up from our parents because you know, on, re- on, on really busy roads, I find myself there doing the old, that's right. Yep, yep, yep. You couldn't have any other person than me, good. Yep, you all just decided today you'd come, didn't you? You know, meanwhile, the person in the rear view mirror is watching this priest just going off at the, you know, just. <laughs> so, so, I'm oh, not that no. bad, but but it's, 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 you know, there, there is actually something immature in that, yeah. right? There's, there's yeah. this immaturity of, of I think that everything at this moment is centered upon myself. Yes. And I forget that this is a moment of sanctification. Yes. Uh, yes. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, oh, your so. poor dad. <laughs> <laughs> you had to out him just to be able to give this example. <laughs> Sorry, dad. I love you. <laughs> um, so. Um, so how are we kind of going to sum up this episode on fortitude then, Padre? God's glory, consistency, perseverance. Mm. These aspects summarize the virtue of fortitude, the virtue by which we're able to pursue our true good even when it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard to be focused on the glory of God when our own self-glory can feel so good. Mm-hmm. It's hard to be constant when we want to experience variation. It's hard to persevere when we want to give in. Fortitude, as a virtue and as a gift to the Holy Spirit, yeah. helps us to pursue God helps us to pursue the person of our Lord in everything that we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so let's be open to every moment of difficulty. To every moment of difficulty, let's be open to this is a moment that the Holy Spirit is calling me to exercise this gift of fortitude and through that gift to develop the virtue, the habit of persevering in the name of Christ. Yeah, love it. Rock on. Love it. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Living Fullness. We hope there was something there yeah. that was useful yeah. to you or at least made you laugh. Yeah, yeah, that too. laughs yeah, along the way. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, before we go, a truth, beauty and goodness for the week, Padre. Yes. Well, for me, it's a little resource mm-hmm. written by Venerable Mary Potter. She's one of our Australian venerables mm-hmm. and uh, she uh, began a, a order called The Little Company of Mary. And uh, they do a lot of hospital work, um, working with the the elderly, the sick and the dying. Mm. And uh, she wrote a book called The Spiritual Teaching of the Path of Mary. And that book is a summary of St. Louis Louis Marie de Montfort's True Devotion. Mm -hmm. It's really, really beautiful. And I'm so proud that one of our Australian greats wrote it. That's so cool. So um, uh, if you've – it's it's available online. You can purchase it, have a look, get it, pick it up. It's really worth a read. Very, very beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Love it. What about yourself, Stina? Um, for me, it's the team, really. The, there's, a, there's a new life happening at the Virtue Ministry team at the moment. We've had some changes. We've had some that have come and gone mm. and um, new seasons that are happening for some of our, um, some of our team, new children for some of our team. Um, so babies along the way. So there's there's a new season happening, but also in the season of the ministry's work as well. There's obviously a new direction that virtual ministry has taken this year as well, yes. and um, the the seeds that we're planting and watering. Um, it's a beautiful season to be in to watch the team nurture this space, having gone from joining at a 
place where we were working with young people and youth to now embracing working yeah. with adults and seminaries, yeah. it naturally would takes a shift and a change. Of course, and of course. For some that was easy and for some that was hard. So yeah. it's beautiful to see the team really nurturing this space now. So, yeah, my truth, beauty and goodness for the week is the team. That's really cool. You guys rock. Yeah. Congratulations, VM. Yeah, yeah. 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 Praise God. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of Leaving Fullness. We will catch you again next week. But until then, God bless.